2: Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined by top London radio DJ, and uh, I'm running out of, again, I'm running out of ways to describe him, Pete Donaldson. Muscle man. <laughs> it's quite... An underwhelming introduction there. <laughs> well, to an underwhelming man.
3: No, I don't think you should. Uh, oh, that's rude. That was a bit strong. Um, I don't think you should deviate from the original. I think my brand is very much Toplan and DJ certified Nihonophile. I think it all works to be honest. I think that's what I'm going to put on my um, on my gravestone when I pass.
2: Well, we got we got a question this week from a guy, somebody called Laurie. Okay. And they said, uh, I, I have to introduce you as a Japanophile, right? Certified Japanophile. Yeah. And Laurie says, "If Pete's a Japanophile, does that make him a Peterphile?" Um, and, uh, yes,
3: I suppose it does, uh, Chris. I mean that that word has been thrown around before. I mean, actually, that sounds terrible. I mean, as in the joke that Peter <laughs> sounds like it has been thrown around before. That is
2: correct, but <laughs> <laughs> it's thrown around before. I um I once Go successfully
3: on. rebranded myself, um, uh, nickname wise. I think I've ever spoken about this before on this podcast. I I was being called Donnie quite a lot. And uh, I was being called Donnie at school and I moved classes because the classes kind of deviated and you had to uh, um, move into another class. And I basically successfully rebranded Donnie to PD with my new set of friends. So there are still people in Hartlepool, where I'm from, who occasionally call me PD. So there you go.
2: Successful rebranding. Marketing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think Donny's quite cool though it's got well, a bit of a gangster it undertone to it It wasn't
3: back then though, that's the problem It wasn't back then, it was very much Donny from New Kids on the Block But I've never had a, a nose or a good no, nickname dear. So, terrible
2: Climbing the social hierarchy with your slick Successful nickname.
3: rebranding <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I've he... had some weird messages today from my dad My dad, you, you, you've seen him if, I've seen, him in, actual- I've, I've seen podcasts, him in full floor
3: okay. Full floor in the Robot Wars
2: Yes, on the British TV show Robot Wars, in which he built a robot and fought it to the death, quite literally, I think. It, I think it got destroyed. Anyway, he has been he watched Natsuki the movie, uh, and he's been messaging me loads of weird, stupid stuff that doesn't make much sense. He said, I'm going to read out what he's written, because he's a ridiculous man by all accounts, uh, who doesn't really understand things. And he says, he said, Natsuki the movie, oh, I was quite good, but you should actually make a real film, to quote like in the style of Tom Cruise, whatever that means. I, I pointed out to him, a Tom Cruise movie has a an average budget of $150 million, and Natsuki the movie had a budget of about £7.55. Uh, and they said, you should make a movie in the style of Tom Cruise where Natsuki is the bad guy and you're Roger Moore. Well, you've got Tokyo, which is like Kill Bill and Tokyo Tower for a battle scene in it. And, and then... And they built upon this by saying, or, oh, you and Natsuki, save the world from the evil roll. Uh <laughs> You misspelled Ryotaro's name to, to sound like Ryotaro, which sounds like a, some sort of confectionery dessert. But I'm the most, Chris, the sitting most. there reading these crappy suggestions, <laughs> thinking, how does your imagination work? Chris, the how most does, difficult... How do these ideas happen.
3: The most difficult thing uh, when it comes to finishing a big project and most directors will tell you this, most producers will tell you this, you're just looking for the next project now you've got three great ideas there
2: <laughs> Yeah a Tom Cruise movie with Natsuki and me <laughs> saving the world against the evil Riotta Roll <laughs> chocolate roll the I never thought I'd, <laughs> I'd see the day that I I heard Riotta name in a variant that sounded me, like a dessert
3: uh, No, I'd, I'd quite like to see him do some forward rolls Roll. do the Riotta roll it's like a branded kind of move it's combat like a wrestling kind of yeah combat move like you do a forward roll and it's a Riotta roll magnificent stuff yeah there's nothing like dads to sort of like my dads I, I'm on the radio quite a bit you know I'm, I'm not um, famous or anything but I'm on the radio quite a lot and the amount of times my dad will my, dad will my dad uh, will email me with a suggestion that I should be listening to a Radio 4 documentary at the same time that I'm on a different radio <laughs> station like he has no yeah. concept of what I do how I do it, what's important in my trade it's it's all very strange
2: I get the same thing I get my family <laughs> like ring me up who, I don't, I don't talk to my family that much just because I'm so busy and just awful mm. at keeping and, in touch And, with them, but and also they, time difference
3: is insane. Yeah,
2: eight hour time difference, right. And they'll ring me up and be like, oh, there's a great documentary on about Japan tonight on Channel 4. I'm like, living it. I don't, have ac- <laughs> I don't have access to Channel 4. And even then, I don't care because I'm in Japan. I don't want to watch about it. Do I'm wanna- already here. Today, guys, uh, we're going to be reading out some news articles, some news of the week, what's going on in Japan, hot topics right now, as well as answering your questions, questions towards the end of the podcast but uh, we've got three or four news stories what is the first one donny ha
1: <laughs> donny i'm resurrecting
2: that nickname
3: um, from well, well the title goes as uh, or the url in fact goes as um turn unwanted fat into next month's rent at new exercise themed sharehouse in Saitama or Saitama um, Saitama. Saitama. Uh, what truly sets the Grand Tordor apart, apart from other re- references, sorry, references, I'm just re-side. residences, is the care and detail that went into cultivating an environment which supports its overall mantra of work smart, play hard, stay healthy. Basically, there's a new kind of share house, which I presume is some kind of hotel uh, in, uh, in in Tora, Saitama uh, Prefecture. Uh, to commemorate its grand opening in April, managing company Oak House Limited is offering a series of on-site open houses and fitness trials, along with a truly impressive change-your-style, change-your-body house fat purchasing campaign in which tenants' weight loss can be exchanged for points to deduct from their monthly rent. The official Jesus. press release states that residents who drop 2 kilograms, 4.4 4 pounds, are entitled to receive a 10,000 yen discount, which doesn't seem like a huge amount for four, like nearly
2: 5 pounds, basically. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It is pretty so good. So if you... So this share house, I think it's got like 36 rooms. It's quite a popular concept in Tokyo, given right. the price of rents, right? Yeah. Uh, and I nearly looked at it at one point when I was mm. moving to Tokyo. Sharing yeah. a place, and you get to meet people. It's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, but this one, this new place, it's got a gym in it. And if you lose weight, you get money off your rent, which is <sighs> quite a novel... Concept and this isn't a um, uh, and this
3: isn't a government kind of initiative. This is just some company have decided to, you know, get get involved with the whole move. kind of fat burning kind of um, situation that people find themselves in. This kind of like cycle of I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight. Oh, this will make me lose weight. I can save money, and it's just it, it'll just be like a gym Question membership. Is, I,
2: <laughs> it doesn't say how long they give you to lose those two kilograms. Yeah, so you've cause... got to lose two kilograms, and then you get uh, ninety dollars discount off your rent. Which is pretty... That's a pretty decent amount.
3: It's a pretty decent amount, but also you sort of go... It can't can't be, like, weekly to monthly. It must be... Yeah, I mean, it's probably just monthly. But also, like, two things... I don't like talking to my landlord at the best of times. Being weighed by my landlord would be even more harrowing. <laughs> oh, you haven't lost enough weight. Well, you didn't fix my bloody blinds. So sort your shit out, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and also, Let I, alone I spent
2: losing four pounds. Yeah,
3: exactly. And I spent. Um, <laughs> I've probably been imbibing enough uh, fat because the whole wall is covered in. Dirt. I probably rubbed so much kind of like dirt and rot on my face. I probably, you know, got the weight from that. Um, and I've obviously got the weight of the world on my shoulders. That's also made me heavier because of your terrible flat. Um, I watched a documentary last night, or a short documentary about um, cutting, weight cutting for like UFC fighters. I'm not a fan of UFC or anything like that, but. Um, the idea of, uh, basically, they've got to make weight. So, say if, like, they're, I don't know, ten stone and they've got to fight in a nine stone division, uh, they've got to lose weight to to get to squeeze into this division. Um, so, they get weighed right. the day before. So, they've got to cut as much weight as they can the day before and it's harrowing and it's all water weight. So, what they do is they get in a bath they get in a sauna they get credit cards and sort of stroke the sweat off they're not allowed oh. to eat they're not allowed to drink anything they're not allowed to chew ice that's about it um and they've just got to, and and they've got to sit in this bed with like sweaty clothes on to sweat all of the sweat out because if they don't make weight they lose like you know 20 grand off their fee um and it looks bloody harrowing it looks blooming horrible and then once they've weighed in they've got a race against time to put that weight back on and it 's just bizarre, what a life
2: So what yeah, does that to to their, <laughs> their body they
3: can lose four kilograms in an evening, you know just by lo- just by basically turning themselves into a big prune, so I'm i 'm hoping they' really...
2: hulking big guys yeah, there, yeah, but like yeah, but they 're still because
3: they 're sort of like i do 't know putting on a load of um Putting on a lot of protein, putting on muscle and stuff like to make the to make the weight. They've got just everybody does it from like Conor McGregor down to Ronda Rousey to all of these people have to cut weight. So the day before a fight, they're just desiccating themselves. It's flipping horrible. So I'm hoping none of that
2: will go on. (laughs) I wish I'd done that myself. I did a challenge, a weight loss challenge a few years ago. I had to lose ten kilograms in ten weeks for. Ten thousand yen bet bloody hell not a lot in hindsight but it was more a symbolic thing yeah and i lost eight kilograms by the end of it and if i'd used this methodology of sweating it out and stuff i might have been able to pull it off and actually edge closer to getting the 10 kilograms off i felt like i should have tried a bit harder towards the end to be honest <laughs> is that not is that yeah. not
3: really good though it's eight, eight kilograms in it in 10 weeks oh, yeah, or yeah. So yeah. I, I mean that's pretty bloody good isn't it
2: I was happy. I wasn't happy to lose ten thousand yen though <laughs> to my friend. So that was that was a bitter experience. Oh well, um, what but, are you going to yeah. do?
3: <laughs> if um, only
2: I had this share house, then I could I know. have pulled it off and got a discount on my rent.
3: Yeah, but surely the same situation would have uh, dictated itself. It's the same bet. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Whenever I hear the phrase social experiment it sends a shiver down my spine just because mm. the way people use it as an excuse to do ridiculous things. There was an interesting <laughs> social experiment last week. I know we often talk about crime and things in Japan, uh but a few a- about a week ago there's a guy called Godfrey Chan uh who was in Sendai for some sort of event actually just a few streets away from where I am now. Yeah. And he left uh I think he left 200 yen on the side somewhere in this convention as a test Mm. to see if the 200 yen would get taken by someone. And he left it there and came back to it a day or two later. And there was another 100 yen there. So rather than it being taken or stolen or whatever, somebody had added to the pile. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) let that be testament to Japan's safety and the fact that you can leave your things wherever you want. I mean... That's actually more interest than most banks give you just by leaving <laughs> money literally on the side. You've that's got to more back, interest than you yeah, get a bank. Two hundred yen? What's that? Like
3: that's not even a cup of coffee nowadays, is it? I mean, you get a hundred yen is like a can of coke, isn't it? A small you get a can, can of, of coffee. Coke. Yeah, a can of cork. You can get all right. You can get a can cans. of coffee. Two cans. There you go. Well, you hundred. Well, cans. basically, most vending machines <laughs> will sell you. Um, it's like a hundred. Is it one hundred and fifty? One hundred and fifty yen for like a can of hot or cold coffee. Sort of thing. Yeah, about
2: 120 yen for a can of cold, ice cold coffee.
3: Or if you're a fan of um, the uh, the grape um, juice um, drinks, the fizzy grape juice with the bits of grape in them, which makes me put on about 50 kilograms of weight every time I go to Japan. (laughs) Um, That's uh, (laughs) that's a little bit more expensive, but yeah, it's like it's not a lot of money. So I do sort of go if I left 50 pence on the floor and nobody picked up for a couple of days, I wouldn't be surprised because like. There's mm. a certain cut-off point that you don't pick up coins. I think if I drop a penny, I'm not picking that up. I, I'm just a litterer when it comes to pennies. No, I can't be asked for coins. A hundred. It's
2: pretty decent. If yeah. you're in the UK and you saw like a pound on the floor, you'd go for it. You'd go for it. You wouldn't add to the pile, would you?
3: <laughs> no, no. I don't know what that's about. To be
2: honest, You'd <laughs> be gone and spent on McDonald's before he knew what was going on. Oh, I'd love a McDonald's. i oh, yeah. eating today.
3: Oh, I'd love a McDonald's. I can get a McDonald's, Chris, I'm unrepentant, I can go, I'll be in the gym this week, I'll go, I'll get a bloody McDonald's, god damn it.
2: I've, I had it yesterday, to
3: be fair, pretty bad. <laughs> How's your, um... I've already your...
2: begun getting fit for the cycle, and, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could, I just couldn't resist yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but if you're if you're if you're, if
3: you're, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're cycling, say, you're knocking off 400, 500 calories a day, you know, that's half a McDonald's, isn't it, so,
2: you know. Yeah, but I haven't started cycling yet. Oh,
3: right, okay. <laughs> it's...
2: I've done it. I've, yeah. I'm just, it's, it wasn't good. I've actually lost a bit of weight recently. Uh, not that anyone would know because I haven't been on YouTube at all. Mm. Um, but I, I'm hoping when I go back on next week for the first time, can you believe it? It's the first time in two months I'll have had a video up, apart from the Natsuki movie thing. It'll well, uh, be the first time in like two months I've actually had a video up. Well, you, so um... I'm hoping. People notice my new brilliant physique (laughs) and go, wow, this is, what have you done? What's the secret?
3: Well, you, um, uh, somebody made the point, it was uh, Angie, Angie K on, uh, via email, (laughs) who sent sent an email in uh, that you've got a doppelganger. Um, uh, Barney Greenway, the uh, lead singer of the death metal band uh, near Palm Death. A very good, but a very, uh, like, a decent... A band... Um, I I wouldn't say it's the worst lookalike in the world, to be honest, Chris, but he is a bit more older and a bit more overweight. But there is a shot when he's a bit younger and thinner um, where he's got long, um, blonde-dyed hair and it looks Mm. like you in a Cockrock wig. It's beautiful. I do...
2: I do get a lot of people saying I look like certain other. I've got people saying I look like Elon Musk, Johnny Depp. I don't get Elon either Musk. of them. I know, right? But I, I do actually. I saw the resemblance. Napalm Death, this band. I looked them up. And yeah, there is actually a slightly <laughs> worrying resemblance. Like if you've got a moment after the podcast, look up Napalm Death. And you might see me in the band. He's got he's, he's got a couple of
3: it's he's got a couple creepy. more he's got a couple more chins than you. But I mean, you know, it's it's that you, that happens when you get a little bit older. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a fine figure of a man, and you should be very pleased. <laughs> it's better than Teabag or Brisenberg. Very, break very pleased much.
2: having someone that looks like me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, so proud. Uh, the next uh, new story, uh, oh my God, so I've experienced this this week, this, uh, this situation, basically, um, there's a new law coming in Japan uh, for the uh, minpaku, uh, goes into effect mm. very soon, basically, private lodging services, um, the, the government are getting involved in, in regulating stuff like Airbnb. A lot more. So, Airbnb have been forced to drop nearly 80% of its listings Mm. for the services over the past three months. They had 62,000 properties in the country, and now they've only got 13,800, which is crazy. And I've actually experienced this, um, you know, it, it, in the flesh. I booked some accommodation uh, in, in Tokyo for October. Uh, I might be going to Fukuoka for a couple of days next month, but and that's kind of still up in the air. And it's completely different now. And, and the difference between hotel prices and Airbnb and also facilities is so different. And Airbnb is such a big mm. help. This is actually, for anyone holidaying in Japan, it's, you know, it's a... It's, it's, pretty a big, it's, it's a pretty yeah, serious problem, I think. Yeah. We made while a sunshine. Homeowners
2: in Japan will only be allowed to rent out their homes for a maximum of 180 days a year, mm. and they've got to properly register. Now, that's a good idea, to register and whatnot, with the local authorities, but yeah. uh, the way it's done at the moment is, if you haven't registered your documents with the local Japanese government, or rather, if the local Japanese government hasn't approved your property yeah. then you're not listed Airbnb can't legally list you right. so i've got a good friend uh, in iwate who i've stayed with who has an airbnb place it's a great place and he's been putting his documents in but they, the local government's been extremely slow to process them of course, and yeah. so he's had to cancel bookings and he can't actually take any bookings at the moment so it's caused him real financial trouble it's bad Ugh. for his image of his of his um, property for yeah. people coming to stay yeah. um so it's not been handled very well or very competently by I think Japanese authority Japanese local authorities Um, so yeah it's a bit worrying I would deter people from using Airbnb for the time being until it's sorted out Definitely, Um, it should be alright in 3 or 4 months but yeah it's a little bit worrying they've done it because lots of hotels have been built for the Olympics and uh, I think the hotel lobby has put pressure on the Japanese government because they want to get their money back basically from spending all this money on hotels Uh, I can see it from all everyone's side but yeah it's a little bit annoying it's not it feels like they've not done this very well
3: no i I think every um you know these are relatively new technologies and 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 let's face it governments aren't particularly up on you know technology or new developments and i think when you're dealing with anything like housing codes and um insurance and things like that these things move like bloody glaciers it's very very slow <laughs> obviously silicon valley very quick uh, and they want things done yesterday um and you know I, it, there's there's a thing in my contract for my um for, for for my rental um in in the middle of soho that says you can't you can't rent anything out to, to airbnb you know i i, I can say I, I can say it their way as well you know if you're if you're renting from somebody uh, and you have a legitimate um problem or quandary with somebody else who lives in your building um if it's if it's an Airbnb, what recourse do you really have? You know they're gone in a few weeks. It's difficult. The, It'll all settle down, I'm sure. But it, bottom it line will, is, it's the... affected my bottom line. <laughs> and if I'd pay more money.
2: <laughs> Poor old Pete. I mean, the sharing economy in general is a bit late to Japan. Um, yeah. It's it's been a bit like there's Uber as well. Yeah. I think you can get Uber Black, the kind of expensive uh, the expensive taxi service. Uh, but yeah, you can't get normal Uber in Japan. Uh, because the taxi lobby is formidable yeah. in Japan. I mean, Japan has so many taxis anyway. I've never really needed an Uber, um, just because there's. In, if you're in a city, there is just a ridiculous amount. I don't know how they're all in business, to be honest, in the first place. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I don't think Uber will be coming to Japan properly for the foreseeable future just because of the taxi lobby it's yeah. too powerful the, the, the so last time the last time I worse, I don't know the,
3: the, the last time I went to Japan I had my first illegal taxi I've never even though it's a major city Tokyo that's... it's the first time I've ever got into a taxi that wasn't you know a taxi effectively or it might have been a taxi I but didn't it wasn't know. like I not
2: know they were what that's, 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 well, a I dude didn't know just that
3: existed a dude just a dude in a cool hat just picked us up this old bloke just went where do you want to go uh, our friend was rather worse for wear, so it was probably for the best that it wasn't a legal taxi. Um, but this guy... <laughs> this guy drove like a flipping maniac. Uh, really, really quick through all the tunnels. I, don't, I can't remember where we were. We were somewhere south of Shibuya, but, like, him... Hurtling through these bloody tunnels, I was like, "Bloody hell, mate!" In his um, in his rather expensive car, but he at all the time he had this screen on, and he was obsessed with Lady Gaga. He was like, "Do you like Lady Gaga?" And he just kept on playing Lady
2: Gaga videos. <laughs> it sounds much more exciting <laughs> than a normal taxi. How did three. you know it wasn't real, though? How do you know? Was there it no? It was just a dude's car. What? There was
3: no there was no doilies down. What? It wasn't a taxi. It just wasn't a taxi, basically.
2: Why did you? Why did you get I in don't it? Know. At what point do you think this was a good idea? Right, my a man would... in a hat playing <laughs> Lady Gaga on a TV screen. <laughs> I
3: said you. Stop! Some he was very, uh,
2: he was warning very cool. lights
3: flashing. <laughs> he was a lovely block and he just loved a bit of Lady
2: Gaga. Adorable. <laughs> did he? Did you? Did you get extortionate prices, or was he reasonable?
3: I, I think it was only like ten thousand yen. I don't think we were going that far. Sorry, ten thousand yen. I think it was. Uh, uh, I think it was only like thousand yen, which is you know what's that? Eight quid. It's
2: probably cheaper than a real taxi. It, it
3: genuinely was. It's insane. So yeah, I think. Um, I think when I first went to Japan, I, I, I just always assumed that, like, 10,000 was 10 quid. So, like, pretty much every drink I was buying was 10 quid. And I was like, God, this is expensive. But that was never the case. Mm. <laughs> that was never the case that it was 10 pounds. So <laughs> it was kind of floating around the seven and a half kind of way. And and I think coming from London, it kind of inoculates you uh, to any price of any beer. Because most oh, beers nowadays are, like, seven quid in, in, in London. It's dreadful.
0: In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up they can start to affect us negatively which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inattention so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it are you youtuber
2: wow let's dive into some emails from you guys from the fax machine yes what have we got pete um well the first email is uh, quite
3: nice it's like a snapshot into someone's life uh, hello chris and pete this is uh, from alexander enjoy the podcast yes says loving the podcast but i downgraded it from loving the podcast enjoying the podcast <laughs> um it has become part of my routine every thursday where i buy a cold can of dr pepper and relax by the river which I think is amazing. So like, he's well, he's listening the river. By the river. So he's next to a river right now. Hello, Alexander. I hope you're enjoying the scene. Um, I presume he does this in, in, in warm weather rather than uh, cold weather. But yeah, he's, he's currently enjoying the podcast in front of a, a river. Uh, on the subject of cold drinks, what drinks are popular in Japan? And what is unique over there? Also, what is your favourite?
2: Uh, oh. Probably cow piss.
3: Calpis is lovely. Lovely for two milky
2: reasons. kind of like it's like a big yakult, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a fizzy carbonated yakult, a bit of a yogurt kind of drink. It's quite refreshing. Mm. But there's t- the two reasons I like Calpis. Other than the flavor, the second reason I like it is it's the reason for my YouTube channel success in general. <laughs> uh, because the second video I ever made, I think I brought it up. I said, "Oh, there's there's this drink. It tastes weird. It's called Calpis." Uh, and I knew that it sounded like cow piss, mm. as in uh, animal piss. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> lots of uh, American American viewers uh, commented on that in the comment section. They wrote like, "Oh my god, you it sounds like you're saying cow piss," and I was. It was intentional. <laughs> but about a thousand people, about a thousand Americans commented on this, saying, mm. "Oh my god, it sounds like you're saying cow piss," and that actually promoted the video because of the interaction, the audience interaction. (laughs) The video got boosted, and it got over a million views in a few weeks. So, Calpis, I built my channel off of Calpis. Don't quote me on that. Or if you do quote me on that, give some context.
3: (laughs) What I like about that is you're kind of... um, you know, you spend all this time doing these beautiful documentaries and stuff, and the most popular videos are you just going to a shop and going, look at this, look at this.
2: <laughs> it's shocking, isn't it? It's annoying. Isn't had, it? I remember I made a video a few years ago of some <laughs> McDonald's chocolate fries. Yeah. That went viral. It took me like four minutes to make and eat, and that went viral compared to a video I spent like two weeks on that got viewed by <laughs> about four people. Honestly. And then there was the North Korean thing last year. I filmed a North Korean missile. Two million views. Yeah, it took about four minutes to make. <laughs> it's so annoying. Video- the more of the story is, if you're a new YouTuber, feature some cow piss and don't put too much effort into your videos, and it'll probably go viral.
3: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, hi, Pete. And Chris. That's what I'm going to do next time I'm over. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do three-second videos of me pointing at ice creams. I like. Look at this ice cream, strawberry flavoured. Look at this. <laughs> Go into one of those uh, vending machines. <laughs> I'm going to pour Calphys on it. Those big, um, those big uh, ice creams <laughs> you get in um, Osaka, There's, it's like a cone, but like, they just keep on building and building the ice cream until it's about uh, like a foot long and it's really tall. And it's actually really quite hard to eat. Have you seen those before? I've never heard. I've never
2: heard of this. Again, it's one of the things either you've made up, which we probably have. It's like those big ice creams in Osaka. That really long, you love long things, long fucking, long confectionery, long ice cream. Obsession. <laughs> uh,
3: uh, you brought the long man thing up. Uh. The- Theodore sent an email in. Hi, Pete and Chris. I love your podcast and listen to them every Thursday morning, Swedish time. I went to a Swedish job interview time. yesterday and it went horrible. What are your tips to job interviews, especially the ones in Japan?
2: Oh. Uh don't know really taking some <laughs> cow calpis, and ice cream have you had like you
3: um, had like one job interview
2: in the last 10 years though haven't you <laughs> you know i've I had a job interview in japan at all to be honest ah. uh yeah i've never had a job interview in japan the jet the japan exchange teaching program interview for teaching english in japan done in the british the the japanese embassy in london ah. that was pretty intimidating mm. I, that's a story for another time because i guess i'll We'll, we'll we'll dedicate a whole episode to that mm. jet program and teach you english but it was pretty intimidating they you sort of go in and there was a japanese guy and a f- foreign woman sitting there and they interview mm. you for like 30 minutes and they have forensically gone over your cv but i remember i just tried to smile a lot i smiled and i i looked happy and i i was yeah i was very happy and superficial so be happy and superficial
3: Yeah, I I, I I, I, I don't know how it works in in, in Sweden, but I I, I think talking about yourself is so un british uh, we don 't do a lot mm. of it it 's sort of seen as being a little bit arrogant and you 're sort of not so it between british people and, and American people American people sell themselves really well, and people like it when yeah, they 're successful is. and and they and they love getting involved in w- people 's lives we 're very closed off and we 're really repressed and weird and we think that anybody who um talks about themselves and, and and talks about their achievements is kind of arrogant so it's it goes completely against what we 're about I, yeah
2: I had that problem when I was, I was going to like business networking events, talking mm. about my YouTube channel, right? Because people go, what do you do, Chris? And I'd go, oh, I make a video on the YouTube. And they'd go, oh, right, oh, look, over here's a sandwich. And they'd walk <laughs> off. And what I should have been doing is going, oh, yeah, 90 million people have watched my video. And I've got 800,000 subscribers. Yeah. And I've been on TV and newspapers. And I'm better than you. So go away. I'm <laughs> having a sandwich. <laughs> and, but, you know, you've got to get the balance right. Yeah, you kind of want to be an arrogant dickhead, uh, <laughs> but you can't be. So if you go into a job interview, my advice is, here's, here's some actual real advice, very quickly. Mm. Just make sure the people, the person who's interviewing you, make sure they know why you'd be good for their company. Mm, okay. And show that you've researched their company. Yeah, Why you would fit in there. What is yeah. it you can give them? That's all they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, I used to do a little bit of a job as a recruitment consultant, and I went through... Hundreds of CVs, and that's one of the things you look for. You know, what is it they can add to your business, mm. and what can you give to them? So, do that. Good luck. <laughs> what, that, what, good I wonder luck. what went wrong. I wonder what went wrong with Theodore's interview in yeah. Sweden. I mean, it says it went horribly wrong. Th- if, if you're I... listening, Theodore. Give us some more info. I want to know how it went wrong, and in the next podcast we'll read it out.
3: <laughs> How's your life, bad Theodore? Let us know. Uh, the only, I, I said the only. Um, <laughs> Learn from
2: Theodore's mistakes. <laughs> I, I've, I've only
3: ever had like three or four job interviews. I think I've gotten every job, but they weren't particularly high-powered jobs. Right, but smug. I'm just saying the only job interview Smugful. I went, I went for, and didn't get is the bloody jet program. It wasn't even jet. It was probably one of the hey. other ones. But, so there we go. That's, so I fall fell at the fell at a hurdle. So Chris, Chris got through where I didn't. Um, next email. Um, Haroon, great name, loving that. Haroon, Haroon. says, uh, hi, Chris and Pete. Um, I was wondering if the long working hours of Japanese people could affect your social life, and if you found that you had to get used to any sort of timing when you were teaching.
2: Mm. Punctuality, Haroon. Punctuality is, is everything. Oh. You've, got, you've got to be there, what, well, half an hour before the like the start of work. Right. Work started at 8.20, so everyone used to get in about 8 o'clock and work finished at about 5.30. It's a little bit of a grey area with uh, teaching. But, you know, you'd have teachers in there till 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. Because in Japan, uh, half the job is actually just being present. You don't mm. even have to be doing anything. As yeah. I said uh, before, Like you just have to be present. So I often found I did sit at my desk literally doing nothing after work just to look good sometimes if I felt I needed to improve my image temporarily um Mm. and you do have to go out drinking quite a lot i think as a foreigner you do get around that a little bit you 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 kind of you can get away with it by not always getting involved but uh japanese businessmen salary men have to always go out drinking after work there's no they're they're kind of it's almost seen as part of the job Mm. so yeah it's quite unfortunate that's why so many people in japan are overworked you know you've a got to be always at work even when there is no work and b you got to go out and drink a lot so yeah I, i'm no no surprise people get burnt out from it to be honest
3: and it, and it's no wonder there's coffee um there's coffee machines on every corner as well
2: <laughs> yeah but if you're lucky you can find a few 100 yen coins lying around and you can purchase some coffee out of get a yourself, machine get yourself a nasty breakfast okay. <laughs> yeah uh, um, hi, Chris and Pete. Nats- Natsuki breakfast. It's quite an expensive breakfast. Yeah, thirty Co- cigarettes and two coffee. No, t- what was it? One coffee, one and coffee, two, two cigarettes.
3: cigarettes. Yeah. So he said, no, he said, uh, he said yen. one cigarette and another cigarette. Breakfast. <laughs> and then he looks at his cat and goes, breakfast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a lot of yeah, a lot of people. If you if you watch Natsuki, the movie, a lot of people screenshotted that because there's a, a shot of just Natsuki looking hungrily. At his cat, and it just says "my breakfast" in subtitles. Could have been a dark turn to the yeah. start of Natsuki the movie. Just Natsuki eating his cat on his breakfast table, <laughs> cigarette in hand. Well, ski, going for his cat. Ski,
3: um, ski means uh, ski means to like or to uh, ski means yeah, to yeah. like, doesn't it? So Natsuki, ski... <laughs> Natsuki likes cat. <laughs> no. Natsuki's is skate. Oh, Come on, Chris, get involved. The Japanese oh, love a pod. I'm,
2: I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Natsuki Hi, Chris katsuki. and Pete. <laughs> Thanks for an awesome podcast. I'm trying to learn Japanese, and one thing I find absolutely fascinating is the complex writing system. I love how you can spell names differently using different kanji characters. Mm. My question is... What's your favourite Japanese word, and what's your favourite English word? From Eric, from Sweden. Beautiful. Is, it, is this podcast exclusively listened to by people from Sweden?
3: <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm so allergic to Swedish people, I just sneezed there. Apologies. Uh,
2: yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of Swedes listening. I just, I'm have not you complaining. Ever, I like have you Swedish been, Have you ever been to
3: Sweden before? Yeah, I think good. you have,
2: haven't you? I have been to Sweden. I've been to Gothenburg. Oh, I and I went to McDonald's. <laughs> that's all I remember from my trip to Sweden I was about nine there. years old to be fair, oh, all right, fair I remember days. we went to Gothenburg for a day and <laughs> we went to McDonald's and that was my trip to Sweden it was pretty, pretty disappointing <laughs> in hindsight I'd love to go again it's uh, a beautiful part of the world but to the question at hand, in hand do you have any favourite Japanese words Pete? I, I like um,
3: uh, kampai and oppai <laughs> And how they are very similar Let's drink
2: and breasts, brilliant yes. let's drink I wouldn't expect kampai. anything less <laughs> kampai,
3: yeah. is, kampai is let's drink And oppai is boobies I really like that, that's funny
2: And what's your favourite English word?
3: Uh, it, it's uh, let's drink and boobies <laughs> It's pretty much, That's my <laughs> night out That's pretty much a night out to be honest Chris Let's drink and boobies Well it's not because I've been on a night
2: out with you And it's only the first one, yeah, not the second one My favourite English word is empire I don't know why, I just love oh, that word. Empire. Empire. It sounds dark, it you sounds sound powerful, like, it sounds yeah, sinister. You sound really like a man Star Wars.
3: You sound like a right-roggen. You sound like a man who's going to be taking Do over it? the world. Empire. It sounds
2: like a crappy, a crappy Bond villain's line. <laughs> You're not my favourite word as Mr Bond. <laughs> Empire. <laughs> Boobies. Yeah, all right, get out. <laughs> my favourite Japanese word, though, I don't actually know, um, off the top of my head. Mm. Do I have a favourite Japanese word? Um...
3: I'm trying to think. What, what do you? Uh, is it what you use a lot? Or the rhythm of it? Because the great thing about Japan is like they they love puns and they like players on words as much as we do. Because we spoke about like things like suika before to slide and you know to pay or something. I can't remember what it was, but <laughs> but we thought. But I sort of said why isn't there watermelon Because like, suika means watermelon, but it's nothing to do with watermelon. It's to do with the um, noise. It is on. A, they love onomatopoeia a, on a as well. The Japanese. It's um, yeah. They're very like us in, yeah. that, in that regard.
2: Namamugi namagome, namatamago. What nama mogu is- nama, nama oh god i can't say it now nama oh god i've i've blown it i've blown it <laughs> what But is it's that? like uh raw egg raw wheat raw something raw egg ah so nama means raw nama then mugi, nama, nama mugi is like raw wheat mm. nama kome is like raw rice and nama tamago is raw egg right I've, I've I've blown it. <laughs> um, I can't, can't say it fast now. I think I think I think we
3: spoke about uh, it was going well. I think we spoke about um uh nomi sugi before, which is um to drink too much. Can you I, I was gonna ask you, Chris, um as my impromptu Japanese teacher, you mm. could you could say um could you say tabisugi? Tabisugiru. Tabisugi, yeah. right? Ate as too in much.
2: to eat to eat too much, yeah. Nomisugi yeah, sugi. yeah. much You just uh, put it on behind yeah. any verb. Tabisu right. nomi sugita. Ah. I ate too much drank too much I see yeah, it's a pretty cool little thing whack yeah. it on the back and you've it means you've done too much of it I done too much <laughs> like isogashisugiru It means like I've been too busy right uses okay. uses that one a lot ah,
3: ah. well we learned well, we learned um what was it uh, uh natsukushi is um is it natsukushi which is um retro good last week's word nostalgia uh,
2: yeah nat- Natsukashi means uh, natsukashi. Nostalgic
3: oh like,
2: oh, that takes me back that 's Gushi, takes me back
3: well, I half remembered it um one of the we talk about um, I think Eric mentioned kanji, my favorite kanji i know about three um, but, which is really useful right. um and it 's usually for working out the um how to turn on a uh, washing machine in an airbnb, but um because most airbnbs <laughs> do have washing machines, and it 's great but um but I quite like um the um the kanji for man which is a uh concatenation of um the rice field and power so you got the rice field at the top and power at the bottom yeah, yeah. and so the power for the rice field the people who would work in the rice field uh would be men back in the day and so rice field plus power means man
2: and it's that's beautiful and it's quite useful if you're going into a bar or izakaya or mm. onsen because a lot of them aren't labeled, um, yeah. which one you're going in, if it's male or female, they're not that well labeled. They've got kanji on. But if you don't know Kanji, you can lead to some pretty treacherous situations as I've <laughs> had in the past, wandering into the wrong, the wrong room. Um, so as I, I think I said in the previous video, they're the two kanji worth knowing: the one mm. for male and the one for female. Yeah. Mm. The one for male is power rice field.
3: amazing. I love that. And a uh, rice field <laughs> just looks like um, uh, like the end of a
2: bug. So there we go. <laughs> Just a square with a cross in Just it. Just a yeah.
3: square with a cross in it. Um, like a
2: real rice field.
3: <laughs> I think we've run out of time, Chris. We, we've got to get out of here, but we'll be back next week, won't we?
2: We have. It's, it's gone too fast. We'll be answering more questions from you guys next yes. week. Send in your messages to Japan Podcast at com. We'll be talking about more contemporary news issues going on at the moment and answering your questions. And, yes, now we must fly. No matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.